Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to There Is More, coming to you remotely this week from the great windy city of Chicago, Illinois. This is a show where we talk all about living this life to its utmost potential and where we don't settle for less than God has intended for our lives. No crumbs and scraps when God has a giant porterhouse steak of a fulfilled life for us. I'm here today to tell you that it is a fact that there is more for our lives, more for our careers, more for our marriages, our dating relationships, our singleness, our school life, our summer life, our fitness, our emotional lives, and most importantly, our spiritual lives. I am your host, Chris Brown, and I am ridiculously honored to spend a little time with you today. Now, unfortunately, I'm out of town today, so Holly, my much better co-host, will not be with us today, but excited about her jumping on here again real soon. Just some full transparency for you as we get started uh, coordinating our schedules and coordinating our kids' schedules uh, during this quarantine time and during summer has been a real challenge, so she has not been able to help as much as we, as we wanted or anticipated. Well, let me start off today by thanking those of you who stopped by iTunes and you left a review. Now, those were extremely encouraging reviews and uh, those mean a lot to Holly and I. And a huge thanks to those of you who have been sharing this podcast on social media as well. You know who you are, very, very thankful. Actually, we're so thankful that we're wanting to give away some money today to three lucky winners who qualified for a drawing by sharing the podcast on social media. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We're going to announce that later on in the show, announce those winners. Okay, so let me set up today's episode. I'm not sure where you're listening in from, but the majority of the country, the country that I live in, the United States of America, and I'm very well aware that not all of our listeners today are from the USA, but um, here in the United States of America, uh, we're experiencing much warmer temperatures. It's definitely feeling more and more like summer, Uh, even though summer doesn't technically start for a few more weeks. Anyone know, let's let's pause for a second, a little trivia here. Anyone know the date that it officially becomes summer? Anyone remember back to seventh grade science class or whenever we learned that, fifth grade, eighth grade, I don't remember. A little uh, there is more trivia time right here. What is the official summer solstice here in America. Here it is. You ready? Saturday, June 20th at 4.43 p.m. to be exact, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Anyone get that right? Right? Anyone feel a little bit more brilliant right now? Or maybe your guess was way off and you don't feel brilliant at all. (laughs) Anyway, a little trivia for you. The title of today's show is Own summer 2020, or it will own you. Own summer 2020, or summer 2020 will own you. Holly and I are uh, 
simply, uh, I would say, faux country or fake country. You know, we have the shiplap on our walls. We have chippy paint on our furniture, cowboy boots sitting on the front porch. Girls are wearing sundresses. But in reality, we're city people. (laughs) We're city people with a house full of skinny jeans. We have a couple herbs nearing death in uh, some chalk-painted pots on the counter in the kitchen. But uh, we're faux country. Maybe it was an incredible road trip to a a Nebraska farm, or maybe it was uh, the great people that Holly works with in South Dakota that have the most hilarious growing up on the farm stories. Regardless of how we got here, Holly and I decided that being a real farm family is how we wanted to spend the final years with our children at home. When we started this journey, we we had dreams for days. We knew that if we had a farm, the kids would never be on electronics again. They would never fight again. And with all that space of 31 acres, we would never see them from sun up to sun down because, well, they'd be out exploring the land. So we bought a farm back in October of 2017. Our 1808 farm was was going to be the unfolding of all our family and ministry dreams. Well, the, the move to the farm, let's just go ahead and say it was less than perfect. The less than perfect equivalent of uh, let's see if I can draw an analogy. Like taking your family to Disney World for the very first time. Okay, picture this. And everyone getting the stomach bug, and everybody getting the stomach bug while, while being placed on a completely full city bus with the doors locked and a four-hour ride with no stops ahead of you. <laughs> Think about like, how awful that would be. That's a little bit like it was for us. Does that give you an idea? It was that kind of less than ideal situation. Our movers didn't show, which left Holly and I with three kids to move everything by ourselves, which means everything we own now is chipped. It's either chipped, it's either broken, or it's missing. And after the first shower that we took, y'all get this, the first shower that we took in our upstairs of our home, the shower literally fell through the dining room ceiling. I'm serious. Yes, it did. The basement flooded with the first load of laundry. This is a little like a money pit situation, those of you that can recall that movie. I had to head out of town the morning after our move, and while I was gone, the water in the basement wouldn't shut off. It literally just kept going. The house was infested with no less than five million ladybugs, and Holly came eye to eye with a snake in our basement. (laughs) And the cooking... Um, no dishwasher, no garbage disposal, no microwave. Obviously, that made it pretty hard for us, this faux country family. Over the last couple years of some pretty funny and chaotic farm stories, we've realized as a family that if Jesus' life here on earth 
has taught us anything. His 33 years on earth. He teaches us that things don't have to be perfect to be celebrated. I mean, consider the very start of Jesus's life. Look at Mary. She couldn't have thought that there was anything perfect about Jesus's birth. Now, I'm I'm not a woman, (laughs) but if I were a betting man, I bet there isn't a woman who has ever lived that would want to ride a donkey on her due date and choose to lay on the ground in a smelly barn over a bed, right? Ladies, imagine hay poking you in the back and sticking to you during the childbirth process, right? It's gross. Husbands, think back. Think back to how how irritated your laboring wife was when you just slightly adjusted her pillows during birth, right? Joseph couldn't even find Mary a room. If it were Holly, man, she would have just let him have it. Jeez, Joseph, this is just lovely. <laughs> I guess I should just you know, birth the son of God right here in the barn for all these animals, all these farmhands and shepherds to see both Jesus and me in all of our glory. Just lovely, Joseph. Anyone else in the town want to get invited to the party? <laughs> right? The Bible's funny, folks. Folks, things were far from perfect. Yet the night that Jesus was born, we are told that heaven showed up to celebrate. Huge choir of angels and shepherds came to join the party. Even Mary herself savored the night and tucked moments deep in her heart because she knew Amidst all the imperfections, this was something worth celebrating. Folks, things don't have to be perfect to be celebrated. Well, there's a a decade worth of work to be done on our farm. Critters to get accustomed to. Pots to hand dry. Showers to fix. But man, family conversations around the campfire, they're worth celebrating. The dreaming that we do together of how we can use the land for fun and for ministry, that is worth celebrating. The views of the kids chasing the sunset on our four-wheelers and the evening walks under the stars with Holly are moments worth celebrating. I'm not alone on this. Life is far from perfect for all of us. This time has brought all sorts of anxiety, all sorts of chaos. Marriage tensions don't disappear because of a new season. Loneliness only deepens as you watch the world celebrating without you. Instead of being consumed with the imperfection of this season, what if? What if we each focused on one gift that Jesus has brought us in the last few months. You see that imperfect night in Bethlehem, we were given the perfect gifts of a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, 
an everlasting father, a prince of peace. Just pick one of those characteristics, right? Pick one that your heart needs during this time of altered plans. Mine is the prince of peace. Even with the restrictions during this time, I can celebrate that peace has come and can be found in the middle of silly farm mishaps, but more importantly, in the turmoil happening in our world. In the middle of rising racial tension, political unrest, such polarizing views on how to navigate this pandemic, peace is a gift that Jesus wrapped up and put my name on. It's mine to have. It's yours to have. And maybe you're listening in today and you're at the end of your rope. The mighty God has come. He can fix it. Maybe you're at a crossroads and don't know what path to take. The wonderful counselor has come. He will show you your next steps. Maybe you're listening in today and you're lonely and you're scared. Well, the everlasting father has come and he never quits on the job. He will protect you. He will teach you. He will walk alongside you. Choose one, one of his characteristics, one aspect of Jesus and just celebrate that. Are things perfect? Never. Does summer bring something worth celebrating? Absolutely. Things don't have to be perfect to be celebrated. So what about the summer? As you look ahead, do you see a perfect 90-day canvas? Or do you see an imperfect 90-day canvas that is filled with challenges? Well, either way, the right perspective, the perspective of a victor, not a victim, is going to help you. You see, I'm not sure how our theme today, how, how it hits you. Own summer 2020, or it will own you. You may hear that and be, maybe you're in a major ambitious mood and you can't wait to put together that uh, beach body plan, your read through the Bible in 90 days plan. Or you may hear that and uh, you're right in the middle of that life is far from perfect perspective. You're the farthest thing from being inspired. Well, either way, my goal is to throw some fuel on your current mental space and get you going in the right direction for what I want for you and way more importantly, what God wants for you. Now, whether you realize it or not, we are all under intense spiritual attack, an all-out spiritual war. No matter how you view any season, Satan will do everything he can to cause you spiritual defeat. He bombs your thoughts, your desires, your emotions, and undetectable ways, very sneaky. 
He tries to trick you into believing his lies. Those of you that have lived a long time, you've lived a while, you know this is true. Too frequently, we're lured away from what's best for us because of these little satanic deceptions. Sometimes he just uses minor distractions. The good news is, for us as believers, is that Christ has won the victory. I want to assure you, as long as you have given your life to Christ, you have nothing to fear. Fear does not get a vote. Jesus Christ has overcome the world. You are secure in him. Now, if you're in a place where you can do this, say this with me. I am secure in him. I am secure in him. Knowing that we are secure in him is an absolute necessity for us to be able to walk in victory through these next few months. Psalm 16, 8 tells us, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. It's right there. Psalm 40, verse 2 says, He drew up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. Here's why Satan will do all he can do to pull you away from walking in Christ and his victory. The battle's real. And it is the reason why so many Christians today live in defeat and live in a lack of joy that God wants for them. So walk in security. You're secure in him. Not only do we need to walk in security this year, here, right here, let me share with you the linchpin to owning summer 2020. No matter what is said, no matter what happens, no matter what isn't perfect, you don't know whether your shower floor is going to fall through, right? Whether your basement's going to flood, whatever's happening in your life, the key to spiritual victory begins with what the Bible tells us in James 4, 7. No matter what season, whether it's winter, summer, spring, fall, James 4, 7, here's the key. Submit, therefore, to God and then resist the devil and he will flee from you. You submit first and that gives you the power to resist the devil. Too often when we find ourselves battling Satan, we fail to, we fail to resist him. He's always looking, we fail to submit first. He's always looking for the perfect opportunity to tempt you Tempt me also with something attractive and something seemingly irresistible. But he only wins when we play the game. Now, God has given us this simple game plan. This is a game plan we need for us to win. Submit to him and resist the devil. I love how simple that is. It's not 18 steps. It's not 25 steps. Two steps. Submit to him and resist the devil. Make it a daily habit. And then you'll find yourself living in all the joy, all the victory that God intends for you. I know what you're thinking. Chris, 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 
This sounds a little too easy for me. It's just all a little too vague. Chris, is this, is this oversimplified? Maybe, maybe you're thinking that. Let me just say, no. No, it's not. You see, if I were to suggest 18 things, here's 26 things you can do this summer. All of them would either fail or they would only work for maybe a week or two unless, keyword, unless we submit to him and then resist the devil. So here's where the rubber meets the road. Here's where I lovingly uh, get up in your face mask. There's a little like athletic term for those of you that played sports or play sports now. And I'm kind of getting in my own face mask too. I'm getting up in your grill. Here's what this looks like in application. Okay, here's the big takeaway. Instead of asking the question most of us naturally ask at the beginning of a season or at the beginning of summer each year specifically, whether things are perfect or whether they're imperfect, here's the question. Hey, what's everyone want to do this summer? Whether you're asking friends, you're asking family, whatever your family may look like, what if we push pause on that question and we just modified it? A slight modification in words, but a very complex modification in the power behind it. And we changed it to, God, what would you have me do this summer? What would you have us do this summer? See, this is how submitting looks. You just change the way the question's asked. God, what would you have me do today? God, what would you have me do in this one free hour of my day? God, what would you have me talk about in this relationship? It's how submitting looks. But I will warn you, though, the Caymans this summer can end up looking like Haiti. <laughs> so make sure that you're serious before you ask the question. The lake may end up looking like a soup kitchen, right? But you may also realize that some of these initiatives that were off your radar are exactly what your soul needed. There's nothing wrong with the lake, nothing wrong with the Caymans, but just be aware. If you ask God, he, he's got a historical track record of changing plans, changing plans for you. I'm telling you, these things that are maybe off your radar going into summer, though, they may be exactly what your soul needs you, here's the deal. Our soul, may, maybe you just need, maybe you just need a little bit of refreshment. Isn't that such a great word? I feel refreshed, right? The Bible says in Proverbs eleven twenty five that those who refresh others themselves are refreshed. So maybe this summer you need to work in some others focused activities. Now, some of you have some pretty epic vacations already planned. I promised you I'm not, this is not heaping shame at all. I promise, shame off of you, right? But I personally think that God wants to see us refreshing and enjoying his creation as well. There's nothing wrong with that. But perhaps 
He would want you or I, both of us, all of us to engage in some ministry while we are out there in our vacations, in our recreation time, right? In big ways and also in some small ways. I don't know what he'll speak in your spirit, but my challenge to us all is to just shift the question and then let it sit in everyone's heart for a week, maybe two weeks, as just an act of worship, as an act of submission. And this way, whether you're going into summer feeling like everything's perfect or everything's not perfect, either way, you can put some intentionality into summer 2020. And come September, go with me. Right now, we're in September. Picture yourself there. You can feel like you owned it. You owned it well rather than it owning you. And you just existing through the summer or just surviving summer. God, what would you have us to do this summer? For you, God. For our souls. For our friends. For our neighbors. For our community. For our nation, maybe. Maybe for a cause. How should we manage the time that you've allowed us to manage? The relationships you've allowed us to have. The influence you've trusted us with. The money that you've allowed us to steward. God, we submit our plans to you. Our hearts are open to your leading. And God, thank you. Thank you for the reminder that things don't have to be perfect to be celebrated. Thank you for the ultimate example of your child's humble, less than ideal birth that is the most celebration-worthy event of all time. Such a great reminder, God. Amen. Well, happy summer to you, my friends, and uh, I really do hope that you're uh, looking forward with a, a hopeful expectation of a great season ahead. You know, hope is a powerful thing. My friend, Pastor Dave Mudd, defines hope this way. He says, uh, a confident expectation of a better tomorrow based on the character and promises of God. I'll repeat that for you. The definition of hope, a confident expectation of a better tomorrow based on the character and promises of God. Just love that. And I am hoping this show has been a deposit of hope right there in your life today, wherever you're at today, as we trust God that there really is more for our lives than just living a life full of, during this season at least, medical angst and restriction. All right, well, that's it for today. Hey, let me announce our drawing winners from last week's contest. Uh, I know that there's been some anticipation there. I've uh, connected with several of you on social media about it. So the winners, are you ready? Drum roll, please. $100 cash is going to each of the following three people. Number one, Adam Weber from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You have just won $100. Our next winner is Josiah Keneally in Egan, Minnesota. 
you have just won a hundred smackaroos. And our last winner is a longtime listener, Nancy Miller Stoltzfus from the great state of Pennsylvania, I believe, if I remember right. Congratulations to you three for sharing the podcast so um, uh, excitingly and just just in such a great way. Thank you for doing that, and um, you are our winners. Be on the lookout. Um, the team will be reaching out to you the next day or two to get your information so we can send you a little summer spending money. Uh, not that $100 goes very far in today's world, but that's what Holly and I can do. So hopefully you guys appreciate that. We know we appreciate you. And for the rest of you, stay tuned for more cash giveaways in the very near future. Holly and I just love doing fun stuff just like that. Hey, as always, let's stay connected at Chris Brown On Air on all social media platforms. And uh, hey, let's keep sharing with our friends. And you know, if we think that if you hear something that you think can help a particular friend, um, don't just be, you know, white noise out there just sharing to share. But if you really feel like someone really needs this, uh, we'd really appreciate you sharing it. We're really hoping for as much impact as possible as we devote our time and energy to this podcast and this show. For those of you who are new to the podcast, feel free to stop by chrisbrownonair.com. That's my website to learn more about me, learn more about my heart, learn more about our farm, uh, about our cabins, about my wife, all that kind of stuff, chrisbrownonair.com. We'd be honored if uh, you stuck around this podcast for a little while. It's a pretty cool tribe. And we realize that uh, this tribe has not arrived yet by any means, but we do have a heart to grow in the Lord and to be used by Him. We truly believe the best is yet to come because there is more that God wants for us. For any of you that would like to email me for any reason, I would love to hear from you. Uh, You can email me at chris at chrisbrownonair.com. Heavenly Father, I lift up this amazing group of people that believe with me that there is more. We know at a soul depth that you are a loving Father and that you want what's best for your kids. I pray, God, that we would get better and better at seeing you in the perfect circumstances and in the imperfect circumstances as well. And God, we submit our summer to you. And we ask, what would you have us do? God, we love you. And we're so very grateful for your activity in our lives. Guide us and direct us in these days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends, that's another episode of There Is More in the books. Until next time, let's all prayerfully manage all of God's blessings, God's way, and for God's glory.